Welcome, everybody. This is episode number 14 of Junior Resource Investing. As always, this is me, your host, Matthew. Uh, before we get started again, as always, just a disclaimer, right? This is not financial advice. I am not a financial advisor. My guests are not financial advisors. We are not here to tell you what to do with your money. We are here to explore and discuss specific plays, and what you decide is your own is your own doing, right? So please speak to an actual financial advisor before you make any investment purchases. Um, I would, I am pleased now to present our latest guest though, Marcel Robillard, president and CEO of Puma Exploration. Puma Exploration is a Canadian exploration company focused on discovering gold ore bodies in an area that is emerging as a new gold camp near the famous Bathurst mining camp of New Brunswick in Canada. It burst onto the scene with a 5.5 gram, this is rough speaking here, 5.5 gram over 50 meters discovery at their Williamsbrook land package in 2021 and I've been working on proving its potential ever since. It trades under the ticker PUMA Puma on the TSXV and on the OTCQB under PUMXF. Marcel, this is our first time getting a chance to speak face to face. It's nice to meet you. How are you? Oh, very good. Thank you, Matthew, to have me here this morning. I really appreciate the, the opportunities to talk a bit more about Puma. So, pretty good. Yes. Thank Perfect. You. And I, yeah, and I'm glad you're here. It's an interesting story. So we always start out, same basic question I always ask is just, you know, 30-second elevator pitch. If you only had two minutes to pitch Puma to somebody, what would you tell them? First is, uh, you pretty did a good job, like, to introduce me. So basically, Puma Exploration is uh, uh, looking for high-grade gold uh, mineralization in the Atlantic Canada. So a small junior company based out from Quebec. Uh, we're doing exploration in that area for the last 20 years, so really well known from the government, stakeholder, First Nation. And what is the most exciting, very high-grade gold, all drilled and found at surface. So early stage projects, so a lot of room for expansion uh, and, uh, you know, doing our own work to uh, apply our discovery model. So one of the best places in the world, small uh, province of Canada, uh, well located, infrastructure in place, uh, road access, low cost exploration and, uh, in Canada, safe jurisdiction. So basically that is, you know, one of the, the, the best thing about Puma location, high grade gold, all surface. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and you touched on a number of things we're going to touch on throughout the interview yeah. here, right? On on surface, great jurisdiction, and I and, and I think maybe the thing that's most alluring to me is that you've had that discovery, you've got that big discovery under your belt. There, you've got proof of concept for your for your land package, but then the yeah. the prices come back, right? So there's this is a, a unique opportunity for people to get in on the ground floor or something that's already been de-risked geologically. So, you. I've been at Puma since 2009, and Puma has kind of undergone a couple of different iterations of itself, and we'll get into that later, but why don't you kind of discuss uh, how, what took you to Puma, and how did you get there, and then what, what, I guess, how did you feel your time since then? Okay, thank you. Uh, uh, basically, I'm a, a background geologist, so I, I did uh, my, my uh, all the study in geology and the master uh, as well in GIS in Montreal, so at that time... I moved to be working in Noranda, so exactly in New Brunswick. So the beginning of my career, I used to be geologist. Then I've been invited to work with a small uh, company here in Rimouski. So as a background, the geologists have been looking for a project manager, but always, always in that part of the world, which is New Brunswick, Eastern Canada. So we're based in the Rimouski. That was the place because we go on North Shore, Gaspé Peninsula, and then New Brunswick as well. So uh, then... 
you know, have been uh, doing it up to 2009. We put uh, three different stock, three different uh, company on the stock exchange, and I took care of Puma Exploration in 2009 as president and CEO of the company. So since 2009, I'm running the company. So basically, about 15 years of real geologists work on site, and since 2009, I'm doing more management and marketing and trying to raise money for the company. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's always a two-headed beast, right? The geology and the and the and the financings, absolutely. So yeah. why don't why don't you run us through then? So you you had a transition, and again, we'll get. I'll, this is coming up later, but you transitioned from searching for base metals, copper to to gold a few years back. Could you just yeah. run us through your geologist team? I mean, who who do you have? What experience do they have with with gold bearing quartz vein systems? And can you just kind of tell us their run us through their resumes? I suppose a little bit. Yeah. Uh, for sure, you know our uh, main guy on site is uh, Dominic Gagne. I've been re- uh, working with him since the beginning in uh, 2007. So now we're friends. We're working uh, together since that time. And he's really, really like an uh, high knowledge of Appalachian rock. So uh, again, for him as well, he used to be always working in the Bathurst camp area. Like at uh, the beginning, he was uh, mainly a geologist for me when I, I've been named CEO of the company. But now... You know, he's running his own uh, consultant company. So that's uh, Dominic Gagne and Juminex. And also with that, uh, I've been, uh, I have team about uh, five different geologists right now on site, which has almost, I mean, we have a really nice mix of, uh, you know, I uh, like experienced guy with up to 25 uh, years, like the Alan Upe used to be working with me as well. So, you know, people, team together have been working mostly 15 years together. So it's a really nice, uh, type structure but what we drive us to went from base metal because we were looking for base metal uh, uh, lead zinc and copper in the batter scam because that was renewed for years and years on the base metal site like one of the biggest vms camp in the world biggest underground zinc mine was the brunswick 12 mine so that's the reason why that everybody was looking for a big elephant like the brunswick 12 but then in 2019 I don't know if you remember, but all that favor about Atlantic Canada when you found gold, Marathon Gold, and all those major discovery went on site. And, you know, there's a lot more marketing on those. Uh, we decided, me and Dominic, that uh, it was time to look for something else because uh, in 2019, we did a rollback 10 for one. So we said, okay, we have a new structural capital structure and now we have a new focus. But the thing is, that part of the Bathurst camp was never explored. Not just for gold, but almost nothing. Because when there's a big company like Narada, but now it's uh, Glencore, holding claim, they had about 80% of the claim in the Bathurst area. So when you hold that, they have enough money to keep the claim without doing too much work. And then because those where we are working are a bit younger, nobody really care about that up to the time that major discovery. So me and Dominic said, why don't move? So what we did, we organized a spin-off because there were a lot of work and discovery done on the base metal side. But I said Puma will be directed on gold, gold discovery, similar gold high grade has everything else in Atlantic Canada. But doing that, I cannot put the hat of going raise money and marketing like a base metal coming back. Oh, no, I have gold and coming back copper. So we said Puma will be gold, 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 all within about 25 kilometers radius where most of the ground was open. So a part of was a deal with Prospector, maybe 50% stake. And then uh, it took a year to do organize a spin-off of the copper plate. And now we did the copper spin-off 
on the Canadian copper. So the symbol is CCI on the Canadian Stock Exchange. And since July, now they are trading. So we're one of the biggest shareholders of CCI. So our shareholder have a kind of an exposure on base metal because I'm really still bullish on copper, but I really want to focus on gold. So I kind of return, monetize something that were on the shelf for a little bit of time and really put the effort on the gold. CCI will take care of the copper. So since then, we start working on uh, you know that uh, O'Neill uh, discovery, which was only one grab sample in the cliff. And now with all the experience, permitting easy, permitting access to ground, all crown land. So my team was really, really successful. And we're doing really systematic work. So we're really doing like technical data, collect data, and doing real job, which is great when you are in the brand new area. Sometimes said, oh, you need to find a mine beside the mine. Yes, it's true. But you need to find the first mine. Then everybody will find mines around your mine. So that's a <laughs> bit our strategy here. You do real work, find a big mine. And then we saw since maybe two years, a lot more people working in the area. We experienced as well a claim rush in that northern part of New Brunswick. So there's another company in southern uh, New Brunswick. But, uh, you know, most of it is Puma is one of the most uh, you know, aggressive company out there in the field. Mm-hmm. Sorry, yeah, Matthew, you... sometimes I get lost and I talk too much, so just stop me when you can, okay? <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. It's great information. Okay. You're, you're anticipating a lot of questions coming up, so that works out well for me, too. So why don't we, you, you touched on jurisdiction, so why don't you run us through? New Brunswick obviously actually is, uh, you know, it's, it's you, know, you know, British Columbia, Nevada, these, these places that are more famous, but New Brunswick has a long history of mining and is a fairly advantageous place to do business there as a mining or exploration company. Yeah. I mean, you've got... Green, majority green energy, right? So from that perspective, it, you know, I think it's over 70% green energy in the province. Uh, if I'm not wrong, it's year-round access, right? So where you can drill, you can drill year-round, right? And then, yeah, why don't you run us through, I mean, the part that I think is also, again, a, a big get for, you know, we can't decide where uh, where deposits lay, but it sure is nice when they're close to infrastructure. So can you run us through uh, why it is so advantageous for Puma, where you are in terms of location with infrastructure and transportation? Yeah, for sure. And you know, you said you, you don't select where the deposit is. It's totally true. But you can choose where you look for, though. Because now uh, all the world changes. It's not just the kind of deposit that the size or, you know, the grade now matters. I mean, there's a lot more other stuff matter. Exactly as you said, the infrastructure, all the inflation, the cost, how, how much it cost to get there. Not just once you're going to find the mine, but, you know, just doing the exploration. We have road access, exactly what you've said. There's a paved road crossing the property, like right in the middle. So now we're drilling only two kilometers south of the road. So that road is open like 12 months a year. And as as well, you know, permitting is easy. So what we start and what we want to do is doing as much trenching and stripping at surface, which allow us, because the access is pretty good so you know we don't need like airplane we don't need helicopter we have that and also you know that uh, the new kids on the block that they want to work with us they want now wi-fi they want instagram they want all those tools that we can provide to them so we have access to labor because it's not just having a lot of cash and great project you need people to work on and having that location we're 25 kilometers away from a town so there's bar restaurant like all the places gas so really low cost, one great place to live. And New Brunswick, it's a really small province. I think there's about one million people only. So I can talk to the government. I can 
have a dinner with, uh, you know, the minister, which I cannot in Quebec and Ontario probably not be seen either. So because as well to be working there for 15 years, I know well the First Nation, we have signed a MOU with the First Nation. And just here, you know, just a little gossip, the, the chief now has been working for us 15 years ago as an employee. So, you know, doing business in the same place for a long time and be honest with those people, that's bring you a lot more credit for later on. So that's a little bit it. Permitting is pretty easy. You know, uh, you can request a permit and have the permit within three weeks, uh, you know, which is totally different. So, you know, you don't have to always wait. You had some story that people were asking a permit to drill on ice. And when they get the permit, there were more no more ice on the lake. So it doesn't happen in New Brunswick. You know, you do the work. You can do what you know what you want. And also, uh, yeah, beside all the coast that most is private land, then within you know the core of the province, the land, it's all crown land. So it's always easier to do exploration on crown land because you can request a permit. And you know that new thing now is not in my backyard. So, you know, we need like uh, all the metals, but no mines. So that's a little <laughs> difference when you are on crown land with a good relationship with the stakeholder. And, you know, the last mine was running in uh, New Brunswick was the Kerbu mine, which is base metal mine shut down about like two months ago. So really good incentive uh, for the government to be working there. So paved road, only three hours drive away from the site, from the head office, which is in Rimouski. So I can be there in the morning. 11 o'clock, uh, go over the site and come back to get my kids to the daycare and come back, you know. So it's really great for all that, uh, all, all that. And mainly is the gold potential because gold potential uh, is us all to be built because we can use our own understanding of what else has been done. Like Marathon is almost in Newfoundland, is a lot more advanced. They are now construction phase. So we call them kind of a big brother. We look what they are doing. We request their own uh, consultant that they use. So, you know, even if there's no mine right now, we, we can have a lot more access to all the information and the expert in the area. Yeah, yes. absolutely. No, yeah. excellent. Thank you. That's a thorough answer. Yeah, yeah you know, I, you, you discuss something that obviously is a little different for precious metals, but, I mean, there is such a massive long-term thesis in terms of the need for base metals and battery metals, right? So, yeah, it's not, not quite the story here today, but, yeah, your, your, your spin-off company there uh, absolutely kind of fits that bill too, right? Um, why don't we kind of scale back here and just discuss, you know, kind of more boilerplate things here, pardon me. Share structure, can you just run through for us here, and I'll bring up a visual for people that are watching. Options, warrants institutional versus retail can you just run through that for us yes for sure so we have about like 121 uh, 20 million shares out uh, for uh, outstanding if we're looking fully dilute is 150 million shares uh, we did a roll back in 2019 mm-hmm. so that's what brought the stock uh, from 237 at the time to uh, about like 23 since that time you know since four years since four years for sure when you do that there's a, a part of a floating time now you know we got really great shareholder uh, last year, for sure, with the discovery of five grams over 50 meters. We had a lot more highs on the story. So that brings a lot of more, you know, a look and a shareholder. We're having kind of daily trading about three to 400,000 shares a day, which is pretty good on that uh, currently market. You know, that mm. uh, there's we can see more sellers and buyers right now. So not just us, but everywhere. So, you know, having r- r- nice uh, liquidity that sells. 
So that um, uh, base of 120 million shares out, I hold about like 3 million shares of it. Me and the management is about 4%. Uh, but, you know, as Puma, we don't have management, really. I'm the only employee. So we have director, six director. And since we did the rollback in 2019, then, you know, we had like three more uh, director. So they are now accumulating a little bit. But also, we need at least three independent uh, director. Mm-hmm. So all the other, uh, like uh, the consultant, uh, we have like friends and family that they are holding about 30% of the, the you know, the, the, the shares. But they are really, really uh, uh, tightly held on that side. The institution uh, is uh, the the one that they just got in was Crescat Capital about a year ago, a hedge fund from uh, Denver. And when with uh, one of his experts is uh, Dr. Quinton Enning, which is a specialist in epithermal and orogenic gold. They are also involved in the Newfound Gold and uh, those uh, play in Newfoundland. This is uh, about uh, probably about uh, 5% of the company. The other uh, institutional in the deal is uh, Plethora Precious Metal Fund out from Amsterdam and Caisse de Depot, which uh, is about 1 million share. So there's the only three uh, institutional uh, investor right now. All the rest are previous shareholders uh, that have been followed the, the, the company since about a few years now. So mm-hmm. Prescott got involved at 32 cents in the private placement last year. Last raise we did was uh, $5 million at 50 cents. It was flow through with a part of our dollars at 40 cents. So we have, uh, as uh, you mentioned, we have option and warrant uh, that they are uh, uh, into the, the structure. And one thing is we have about, uh, I think, 13 million warrant at roughly 25 cents that they are expiring in December. So we are uh, looking to make those warrant exercise to bring more money in the treasury. So we had 10 cents warrant this uh, summer in uh, July. They have all been ex- exercised. So that's brought another 1.5, uh, 1.7 million in the treasury. So as we speak right now, we have uh, 1.5 million cash in the treasury. Uh, as uh, you said earlier, uh, you can we can drill 12 months a year. So right now we are just got back the assays from the drilling. So the burning rate right now is pretty low, is about 250. And what we want to do is to get uh, all the work done on the trenching and stripping, which is a lot less ex- expensive than drilling. So now we're doing all that compilation, all the 3D information to get those high-grade shoe to drill. So we're going to be drilling back in January. So 250 a month of burning rate. We'll see what the war end because we're shy a bit uh, uh, to, to make them exercise. We're trading about 20 cents. Uh, the strike price is 25, so which is 15 up to 25 cents. So then in the first quarter of 2023, we'll see if the market turn a bit, what is, uh, you know, the spirit of all the gold market. And then we're going to decide a bit if we have to go back in the, the uh, you know, market to raise more money or uh, we'll see the financial. So now I'm not looking up to Christmas to look for money for sure. So that's a bit the time that what we do is compared to the other is when the market is not too good is we try to do the opposite and do a lot of marketing because, you know, if there's 10,000 companies out there, you have to choose within 10,000. Now, if there's a lot of companies stopping doing marketing and promoting because it said mm-hmm. it doesn't turn and you're only 2,000, so then you're one over 2,000 instead of one over 10. So once the, the timing will be back, we'll be ready 
we're going to have a lot of eyes on Puma, and hopefully, it's going to be uh, it's going to be shown on the the market side as well, not just on the field. The one thing good though is we get a lot of high grade gold, so nobody will take it from the ground <laughs> as long as we have the claim. Nobody else than Puma will take it. So, what is the strategy? Is to get a little bit according the program and the budget according to the real market, but we don't stop anything because what we did was systematic. So we have some time that we need to wait result, wait the interpretation. So that's the reason why we don't need to be having always uh, 10 drills on site, you know, because the money is so hard to raise and it's so important for the investor to have the return on the buck. We want to get the best return on their investments and not, you know, most of all the money raise is put into the ground. Mm-hmm. Basically because I'm a geologist as well, so I really like the rock, really like to find stuff better than a nice car what i would say <laughs> yeah. good on you no good yeah. on you and that's uh, you know i appreciate that uh it's so, drilling for the sake of drilling especially in poor market conditions is a dangerous game to play because that's a really easy way to run out of money and then have to go cap and hand to the market at a time when the market is a very expensive time to raise that so i uh, yeah no that's uh, i appreciate uh deliberate exploration I also find it interesting a lot, you know, not uh, probably I would say most companies I speak to don't haven't changed their in light of weaker market conditions have not changed their approach. But those that have have kind of turtled, right? They've gone into hibernation mode a bit. So I find it interesting that you are kind of going against the stream there and actually trying to raise awareness now. And it makes sense, right? If you can get people aware of your story now, when in six months from now, when when the sector starts to catch a bit again or whatever that happens You've got people that know your story. No, that's uh, interesting. Interesting. Yeah, One as well, uh, Matthew, if you can leave me a minute, is because the way that the project is and the property itself is, you know, we have forty-six thousand hectare, and now, you know, one of the problem we have is where are we going. So there's a lot of work. You know, we don't want to do exploration, grassroots exploration by drilling. Once we're out at the stage to drill, is because we know we're going to hit something. And one of the big, big advantages in New Brunswick, there's really, really little overburden. So, you know, there's about six feet maximum of gravel and, you know, loose over the rock. So, and then the permitting is easy. So why drill blind? Drill, drill, drill. You know, just an example, when you do a trenching day, it costs about $1,000. You know, when you're doing a drilling day, it's about $15,000. And then when you do a trench, to me, as a geologist, it's like having a drill hole of about one meters wide, and you can go probably like 500 meters long, right at surface. So that's kind of horizontal drilling, which is like a lot bigger than one hole. So for sure, people want to have drill result because, you know, they're they used to have drill result to make their decision to make an investment or not. But as we are lucky... You know, we don't need that. For sure, we need to drill them to see the 3D, to see, you know, the other direction. But as we did all the work, you know, that surface zone, we drill about, we get about like 5,000 samples, grab sample. When we drill, we come up with the same kind of similar result at depth. So now, once we're going to do trenching and getting grab sample everywhere else, then we know that we should have something below mm. Because we get that. So we, like that zone at length for us is kind of go to school and apply that, everything we understood and learn on that zone on the 46,000 hectares. So, you know, that was a long answer, but the reality is we don't need at the stage that we are now to always drill to make great discovery. 
because there's so much places to build and increase you know, the inventory of gold before drilling that it's just good now because you know we want to be drilling and even if i had like 25 million in my treasury i would not start drilling right now because i really want to drill and have a really high grade of success when i'm drilling no, excellent. No, I, 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 excellent strategy. And I, I mean, it, it serves you your advantage so much that it, it's that surface, right? I mean, you, you have you have assays from surface that are providing gold gold assay gold gold per ton, right? So that's that's exciting. Um, yeah. And you say, well, right? I mean, Williams Brook, your land package links Cougar and, and uh, Puma. No, links Cougar and Jaguar. Uh, yeah. There's uh, there's yeah, really no link. Yeah, it's all capped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. If you get, you'll have to be careful. You'll start running into animals here if you if you get too successful. Eh? Yeah, um, yeah. Up to the time I don't go to kitten, it's good. Yeah, no? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, but I mean, the, but you said it yourself. You referenced it that Williamsburg. There is very little historical exploration there, right? I mean, it's I think it's yeah. kind of a one or two kilometer square area that had a few holes poked into it. But so you know, I think a lot of the times. You have companies who, and I don't want to say that they're not scams, they're not scams, but they, you know, they repackage old discoveries. They poke in a, a twin hole. Oh, wow, right? We got, uh, you know, 50 meters of three grams. But, you know, if you look back 20 years ago, somebody did the exact same thing. For you, yeah. for, for Puma, this is, as you said, right? Glencore held it and it was, wasn't explored at all. So this is like a legitimately new discovery, which is, is exciting, right? There's not many of those, especially in a tier one jurisdiction like New Brunswick and Canada, right? Um, yeah. So could you just maybe run through what information then maybe then like even just basic break it down right like holes and meters that you had you know on file for you when you took over the land package and then what what above ground exploration was done when you took over yeah. so it was exactly well explained matthew that part of the area there's two reasons the first is bathurst campus is just located east of those major fault so that ground was worked only back in 2008 uh, by uh, just one company. They've been working about two years only. And, you know, it's funny because they put up a really nice hole at that time. It was uh, about 54 grams over three meters gold. But you know what? Following the discovery and the potential of that grab sample, we didn't even work that area since this year. So just to give you an example, how big is and how, you know, prospective the land package is, is that we said, okay, we're going to go there. Once we're going to really control how to find the gold and this is where we did at uh, the Langs gold zone now this summer when we went back on Langs and uh, not Langs but on Cougar and Jaguar we we knew already there were holes there so that's about like maybe about 2000 meters only mm-hmm. in about like say uh, 18 holes and when we looked the the holes at the time was uh, not drill you know all the promoters say that oh they have not drilled in the right direction you know that deposit was there and it drilled other so you know yes there's a part of it but also knowing you know where to look because the gold that we find is really at the contact with two rock types you know the rhyolite and the, the sediment same thing as uh, they found out uh, in uh, marathon with five where they have five million ounces of gold so just a little bit and the thing is when in 2008 they move away because gold in 2008 was not so great and you know, when I read the report, they don't even believe that 54 grams over three meters. They said, oh, that's one nugget. So, you know, they, they move away anyway on that because Marathon and Newfound Gold was not discovered. So about maybe, uh, like, as I said, 2,000 meters of drilling only. And what happened is the ground there in New Brunswick was left. So Prospector took a little bit of ground. You know, that 
part was all break and maybe like six, seven different prospectors. So if you ask me what kind of survey they has done at the time, a bit of sorry survey, but just enough to keep the claim in good standing. Mm -hmm. You know, that prospector do maybe five, ten thousand dollars every two years to keep the claim. So mm -hmm. we have patchy spot with soil, patchy spot with uh, uh, IP survey and few drilling, not that much. And one grab sample of 50 grams. So we move from there and, you know, just looking at geology, we're really, really based on geology. You know, we're not drilling geophysical map. We're drilling anomaly within the good rock, the map of the geology. And we knew the contact was the favorable old rock. So since then, we just apply trenching and stripping, which we learned how to do since the 15 years. If you're looking for base metal or gold, the technique behind it is the same. You know, having the permit, doing a trench, take as much sample as you can, then wait to get the assays. And when you have something great, you increase that zone as a stripping. Mm -hmm. And that's what we did at length. Now it's 700 meters long. Figure out, like almost 2,000 feet long by about 100 meters wide. It's all stripped. So, you know, if there's a mine, it's already pre-stripping mine. I mean, we could already take the gold from it. So that was the area. And then we had more. So we did about uh, 18 deals with prospector and owner. So we put all that together. and But piece by piece, because, you know, we didn't want to get too much neither if it was not worth it to get those ground. So since then, every time we had a brand new discovery, to be honest, we stake, and then we announce the discovery. But anyway, <laughs> you know, we don't stake the entire land. So now, you know, we're 46,000 hectares. And where we've been working, the length zone, never, never had any drilling on it. Few grab sample, no trenching, neither few survey. So, yes, you're totally right, Matthew, when you say, you know, I have a really, really great technical team, you know. And I'm proud of it because it's not, like you said, just redrill old stuff because we could go back and redrill the 54 grams over three meters but then we did better by drilling five grams over 50 mm -hmm. in on our target and the other good thing is you know sometimes with previous survey location is not so obvious so sometimes you start thinking that it could be somewhere and the other places but now with all the gps all the ways you locate stuff so it's better and then you know, when you have, a, like for a, like me, a CEO of company, and when you see all oh, their previous survey, let's say that jellies come, oh, you should do that survey and say, yeah, but there's something done in 76. You don't want to spend more money. But now nothing was done. So we launched our own VTEM. So we decide ourselves which survey we're doing. Mm -hmm. And that VTEM survey, which is a mag, EM, and then the radio matrix, that's all small, all, almost $1 million. So that's a big investment. But the thing is, we already had that discovery in hand. And then all the new survey that we're doing, we want to see the signature of what is already done. So the opposite of doing mini survey and test the target, we already had the target in hand. And then we did survey to see similarities as well. So to help us, you know, on the big size, we use uh, until intelligent artificial intelligence ai uh, you know company we had two which give us some targeting tool to locate the, the so really really detected on the technique and data data directly mm -hmm. 
and you you have a working thesis, right? This is again, if people, you know, my repeat or return viewers, I always talk about this, but you have a, you have a working geological thesis, and you're applying that to to other areas of your land package that match that, right? Or geophysical thesis, right? So no, I, I yeah, it's it's you yeah. you your, your company checks boxes for me. Um, a couple of just kind of rapid fire questions here. First off, how many meters have you put into the ground to date in in, in your land package? Oh, I have twelve thousand meters. So we start with the 2,000 meters with, with, where we did the Discovery Hole, which is the 5 grams over 50. And this year, we launched our biggest program for Puma, 10,000 meters, all systematical, closed-paced drilling to locate those horseshoes, mm-hmm. 12,000 mm-hmm. meters well, only. Yeah, and we'll talk about 2023 in a minute here. But So then yeah. just quickly, yeah, just like I say, so how many rigs? One, two, how many rigs do you have going? Right now, we don't have any. So as I said, what we've done is we drilled 10,000 meters. Everything was done and finalized in August. And as you probably know, there's about two, three months to get all the assays back from the lab now. So we got those assays. We have published the assays. Now all the information, the data are at our consultant, a geologist. What we are doing is the 3D modeling. So right now, we don't have any rig. The rig is on site, but not working. So we have one rig, but <laughs> she's not drilling. She's waiting that we tell them to drill again. And it's going to be right now, you know, as long. Now we have a snowstorm this morning, so I don't know if it's going to change something. But uh, we were planning to do trenching and stripping up to mid-December. Because as as long as you can have the two eyes and the two boots on ground, we prefer to do trenching and stripping because we can drill 12 months. For sure, I'm not outside at minus 40. My team is, so I don't mind to be drilling winter time. But you know, this is this is it. So it's, at least they are in town. So that's exactly what uh, we are doing. No drill right now. We're just uh, targeting to be a, more efficient on our next drilling program. No, thank you. I should have clarified. I, I did mean yeah, yeah. How many? Yeah, the the drill for your 2022-23 campaign. Yeah, one drill. Yeah. No, thank you. And then how much? What is the cost of drilling? What's the cost per meter? It's about uh, right now. Uh, $300 Canadian, which is include everything. So the food, uh, lodging, assays. And as it is the first drilling program for Puma, uh, we took a lot of sampling. So just to give you an idea, you know, on the $300, basically the most high cost is for sure the drilling operation. So everybody now experience like inflation. So when you put gas in your truck, you see the difference. It's all also the same on site. So for sure, we're pretty, pretty lucky to not have you know, helicopter or having aerial access, which is mm-hmm. no camp on site. So for sure, the, the food is a bit higher price right now, you know, when you pay steak or anything. But, you know, that's little money. Uh, just to give you an example, last year we were about $200. So within a year, we, mm-hmm. we gained about 100 And the other thing is the assays. Because as it's a pretty early stage exploration program, we took... We sample almost the entire hole because we want to see the gold content, but also we want to know where there's no gold because, you know, that's the way we're going to figure out where to optimize the next drilling. So, you know, we could probably cut by three about uh, the, the assays cost right now because sometimes we take, let's say, 30 centimeters uh, assays, uh, you know, uh, a core interval and sometimes 50 you know, once we're going to know more the deposit and the way, so maybe it's going to be one sample instead of three. Now we really mm-hmm. need to differentiate the kind of veins. Uh, if there's also something in the hanging wall and the foot wall, once that will be really known, then we're going to save on that. But $300 is roughly everything, food, mm-hmm. 
everything. So yeah, oh, but we got surprised. We got surprised. Yeah. And about the, that, know, I was, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. No, 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 no. You, you you've made a good point there. I mean, it, it's. Uh, you're still in a kind of a scientific technical discovery phase of the exploration, right? It's you, you had a impressive results, right? But yeah, you're still very much just trying to learn and understand your land package because there is such a, an absence of historical data to go off of. Right. So just, yeah, that's good clarification. Um, so how many assays are left outstanding from your 10,000 meters this year? Are they, have they all been released or what's, what's left to release for you? Yes, uh, the, the, the drilling uh, for the exploration are all released. What we have to be releasing now, uh, the last uh, you know work that we are now conducting is uh, recovery tests, met tests, meteorological mm. tests, because now we know with the drilling, the 10,000 meters, we have confirmed the mineralization from surface to about the 100 meters. We have like really nice drill success in it. The thing now we want to go is to see what would be the recovery, what is, you know, the quality of that gold mineralization. And the only way to do it, we did the early test, uh, you know, that we get some results during the, the, the fall. We're going to release that to the market. But what we want now, we're too surprised about the gold recovery on that. So we're doing a bigger test. We're going to be announcing exactly what we're doing. So now the, the, the goal is to see the quality of the gold on site. So we have about eight holes drill for MET test. So those drill results will be out as well. But then, you know, what we are getting to the market is all the other surface exploration that we're doing, mm-hmm. like the Cougar new discovery and the uh, Jaguar new discovery. So we've got many good news to come. And to be honest, we've been a little bit quiet in the news during the summertime because we're mostly all, uh, you know, really, really uh, on doing the drilling and get the assays. And as you said, most of the, the investor and the broker are on the golf course. So, you know, they didn't look our news anyway. So now since September, I think we've got the news out every week or two weeks. And we're going to keep doing that news flow, you know, uh, up to uh, Christmas. For sure, during the Christmas time, we have always a bit of you know, break for my team. They have been working hard and myself as well. But we're going to go back uh, early in January for uh, that. No, and you're right. I mean, it seems like every week there are there is new trench samples of 50 grams, 100 grams, you know, that, that, you've, that you're releasing to the market. So just to clarify, when might the market expect the MET testing from Lynx to, to be released? The, the MET test itself, because we're going to doing a, a really significant one, so we're going to announce what we're going to do, and I would say first quarter of 2023. First quarter of 2023. Yeah, but then we should have some drill results, because what we did on the MET test, we take HQ core, half of it was sent to the lab to do the recovery test, and the other half was cut in two to get some assays, like regular assays for the drilling. So we should have another eight holes drill, which was uh, based on drilling those quartz veins to get the MET test uh, result, and uh, that would be done. And the MET test itself will be about 90 days. That's what they told us. But as you know, the consultant, I expect 120, <laughs> if it's not 150. But, you know... Yeah. It's always the same, so yeah. Yeah, whatever they say, take it and double it, right? Yeah, that's <laughs> you, won't, you won't be disappointed. Yeah. Uh, so I know that obviously this is, these plans are always fluid, right? But can you just run through maybe what you can tell us in terms of expectations for your 2023 drilling campaign, right? Uh, meters, holes, where you're going to be targeting? Yes. Basically, you know, even if we find new good zone at Pugar and Jaguar, it's just just for us to put all the piece together, the puzzle together to see a camp, uh, potentially a camp, new camp, 
and put that into epithermal, low sulfidation, high sulfidation, orogenic, you know, to see the model. So to find more gold, gold zone everywhere, that help us to see the significance of what we have. That, you know, if there's gold everywhere, it should have a big sources everywhere. So that has been said. All the work, you know, now the most significant work is directed on the length zone. Length zone is 700 meters long, really drilled. So now we're doing a MET test to see the quality in light of getting a flu sheet for a bulk sample in spring. So because those nugget effect, coarse grain, uh, gold type, you know, sometimes you drill a hole, you get 50 grams. You drill, let's say, 10 meters beside it, you get like 25 grams, which is still pretty good, you know, but you can drill another five meters and get two grams. So that, you know, it just has to, you know, this is the way those uh, mine are. So what we want to do is to get a bulk sample to see the real value of the grade that could be. So that will mm -hmm. be done in spring. So right now we're just applying for, uh, you know, a bulk sample. We don't know yet the size of it between 4,000 to 10,000 meters. So bulk sample will give us a potential open pit, would I say, because mm -hmm. now we see that the gold is at surface. We think that it might be started by open pit, but all those very high grade vein, like let's say 46 gram over three meters going at depth, then it can be another ground. So, but the thing is, get the bulk sample, see what would be an open pit grade potential. That will be something. And then, having all those targets defined, then we're going to drill the ore shoot. The next drill pattern will be from 100 meters to 250 vertical. Because the first 100 meters is pretty well controlled, we can redrill it, but we won't bring so, so much new information. You know, we're, I'm not fan to do infill drilling because I prefer to find more stuff, new like extension at depth or finding more. Because even if you have two holes like 25 meters and you put a hole like 12, at the stage that we are, we don't have a lot, lot more new information. It's better to get deeper. So because we drill only the first 100 would be next drilling program, let's say 100 to 250 on the lines. But also we are hoping to launch what we say, the school drilling program on the Jaguar and the Cougar, because we always start with, let's say, a 2000 meters of drilling just to have our own holes, our own, you know, idea. And then if it's worth it, then we're going to launch the 10,000 on the other lands. So next year will be a pivotal year for recovery, grade, and then like depth extension of the lengths. And hopefully we always do about 10% of the budget on finding new lands. Let's say this year we had a $5 million budget. So we apply about $500,000 to strip the, the Jaguar, to strip the Cougar, to do soil survey and get always uh, like a three years kind of program strategy. Always brand new stuff. You might have noticed we just take more claim. So this is very, very early stage. We don't even know where to go on it because it was really strategic. But then we have grassroots places on the William Brook to be ready for trenching this year. So there's place this summer that we're just doing prospecting and mapping. So next year, those places, if it's worth it, we're going to do trenching and then stripping. So always having brand new news, uh, but also work to understand more. And at the end, of end game would be to really confirm a gold, economical gold deposit at surface. But you know what? I will never drill 400,000 meters of drilling to confirm gold, let's say from 300 meters to 500 meters, because 
let's say that if you're looking for an open pit, you won't ever yeah. go that. So, you know, for sure, sometimes you give really great holes at the market, but at the end of the day, we want to build a mine. We just we don't want to just give news to the market to get a good stock price and get the great salaries. You know, I'm really mm. one my mind. So, you know, for me, I have skin in the game because I'm one of the biggest like shareholders of the company and I put all, you know, my investment into Puma. So that's mm-hmm. really I believe in it. So no, well said. Yeah. And I mean, I think that you're you're totally right, right? I think sometimes too much emphasis is placed by retail on assays, right? That, you know, met testing and bulk samples, those are arguably just as important, if not more important, in terms of understanding if this is actually has the potential to become a mine, right? Yeah. Not just sexy, not just a sexy headline, right? And then same thing, right? I mean, this is one of the big selling points for Puma is that you're all, you know, right? Everything so far released is within 100 meters of surface. You're not going down half a kilometer where it's going to be this big, giant underground mine. I mean, this is an open, pitable thing. You and I mean, yeah, you're you're open at depth at 100 meters. You can go down to 300 meters and still have an open pit mine. So I mean, there's just so much meat on the bone, so much potential left as is, right? So no, I appreciate that. So yeah. this is going to be next question is going to be uh, hypothetical to a certain degree, but maybe I'll rephrase it as such as how many meters do you want to get into the ground before you release a resource? That's the question I'll ask you. Yes, I think uh, you know we did 10,000 meters of drilling. I would say another 10,000 would be enough to start doing it. Uh, the, the other question is, do we want to do it? I'm not sure, because already with the first 10,000 meter, we know what we have, to be honest. You know, on the back of the napkin, we know what we have. And it's going to stay on the back of napkin, because we use that as uh, mostly an exploration, you know, uh, uh, strategy to know what it is. And then, you know, if we want to get out a uh, resource estimate, I would say in 2024. So at least, you know, getting what we need to know is the recovery that's what we're doing. And, you know, as I said, like between 90 and 120 days to get those. Then the bulk sample. Bulk sample will be another three, four months to get. So if we take it in April, you know, it's going to take up 2023 will be pivotal to confirm the recovery, confirm the grade and drill deeper. All that together, then we might go to the market and uh, we see. So but there's other stuff that we can do as well at surface. So we try, you know, is it possible to have some better gravity recovery so get a fast track permitting to be a fast track and production so that's a little bit puma what we're looking for and having drilled those systematic holes we have a pretty great control of the mineralization up to 100 meters but what you know people doesn't really understand is those surface grab sample you know some people say oh it's all selective yeah but when you take 5,000 sample and they are all like taken one meter, one meter, one meter. That's pretty systematic. Mm-hmm. And that would be mine. This is the first thing, you know, when we say to the people, we have, let's say, 200 grams gold at surface, it's going to be the first bucket to be sent to the mine because it's right there. So, you know, that's important information. That's important resources, gold resources that they are right there at surface. Mm-hmm. And that's, yeah. And pardon me, and that's the thing is critical too, right? I I sometimes will badger companies wanting a resource that that don't provide it because I find that okay because they are at depth because it is deep and so that the economics are extremely important about can you actually extract this in an economical fashion where it becomes a deposit? I mean, at surface. I mean, I still always love reading a good 43101. That's always funny. I love reading a good PEA or PFS. But uh, yeah. when it's at surface, the questions of economics are a lot easier to swallow, right? Or a lot, lot, a lot less controversy around how to actually make it economical, right? So no, I, I can appreciate that. Yeah, but the thing is, you know, that's just mathematics. That's simple math. I mean, 
what is the value in it, how much you recovered, and how much it costs to take it out. So sometimes, you know, you don't need to have a big, big elephant. For sure, we're not in Quiggle or another big company. So, you know, we cannot compare a major, you know, uh, deposit. But sometimes economics make all the difference. And just another gossip here. I've been working back for Nickel Project. We were so excited because we had 1% Nickel in it. But then when we did the first recovery test, recovered only 40% of it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's a huge difference. Totally mm-hmm. different than gold. And also to sell the project to make the people understand what we have. To be honest, gold, it's a lot easier. People understand gold. They understand ounces by ton or gram by ton. Recovery is pretty simple. You know, it's not like when I was talking about zinc. Even when I was talking 5% zinc, nobody really understands what it means. It's not enough for mine. You know, what would be the, the cost of a meal because you might have three different concentrate, how much recovery. Yeah. So now it's so, gold. When you have 30 grams gold, you know that is high-grade gold. And mm-hmm. then you know, that will be the, the way to explain a little bit the project. Mm-hmm. No, excellent. And honestly, Marcel, I mean, we're, we've come to the end of it here. It's yes. I, it's been a, it's an interesting and enlightening conversation. I thank you for that. I mean, I guess I'll give you the chance. At final words, though, parting thoughts. Yeah, thank you, Matthew. No, I really appreciate. I really like those type of interview when it's I see it more like a, you know, like a conversation than just mm-hmm. a, answering question. And what I would say to people, uh, stay tuned because you know we have a lot more news to come. Puma. Really great jurisdiction at surface, high grade. And if you want to follow a company that they build a mine, because we're not finding a mine, we're building a mine, just follow the story. And as you said earlier, we've been up to 50 cents uh, and it was, you know, a good price to get in a year ago. Imagine at 20 cents, how it's a nice opportunity to buy a share and be part of the story. Because if you're a Puma shareholder, you're going to feel like you're part of the team and you help us build that mind. Excellent. No, yeah. thank you, Marcel. And you're definitely a story I'm going to be paying attention to in the coming months and coming years. Uh, for our listeners, thanks for tuning in as well. And if you want more information on Puma, you can go to their website at explorationpuma.com. Lots of good information on there. As for me, you can find me under the name Junior Resource Investing on Spotify, YouTube, or your other, you know, your favorite uh, podcasting hosting mechanism. Uh, Marcel, thank you for your time. Thank you very much, Matthew. Now I have to go back and remove the snow. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Enjoy the winter weatherland.